much love. Whose bed have your boots been under? It's episode 30, season five of Ravage Love. Happy 100th episode, buddy. What? This is it. We hit 100 episodes. Oh my goodness. That's so lovely. Listen, our Spotify is going to say it's 101, but we have our trailer at the beginning of of the show. Yeah. So that counts as an episode for those numbers, but not for for us. Not for us. Not for us. 100 episodes, baby. Oh my gosh. Congratulations to us, really. Here's to us. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought? We came up with this zany idea in the aisle of a value village back in 2018, whatever it was, and we got it started yeah. in 2020 because we figured, well, we're in a pandemic. We can't see each other. Let's call each other and look at us now. And you know what? We've had 800 downloads this month oh my god i thought you were gonna say in total <laughs> no can you imagine no. 100 episodes 800 downloads no no you know what listeners are downloading every single day even if it's just like a, like five ten episodes or like downloads we're getting downloads every single day we're nearly at twenty thousand all-time downloads look so, at us Thank you. In the last week, we had over 130 downloads in just the last seven days. Look at us. I know. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. You're crushing. And thanks, Julie, for spending this time with me every week. And for all our listeners who um, have been so patient during all of our different crises over the few seasons. (laughs) Truly, if it's not. I mean, again, we started this in the midst of chaos. So I don't know why we're surprised because like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but here we are, um, and here we are with our listeners still, which is so nice. I love that. And I do, too. Yeah, I'm so stoked that we're still on this journey. I love it. I love it. And, we, and we're not making any money. No, exactly. And I also love that. I'm glad there's no ads on this or anything. But the other big news is that today when we're recording, it's Joshua's birthday. Oh, yay! Joshua happy birthday we love you we love you Joshua and your adorable ginger baby oh gobble her up eat her up like a little turkey little turkey <sighs> leg Ooh, oh yum 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 welcome yes. happy birthday yeah. Joshua thank you for being uh so solid since day one we literally could not do this without you you are the backbone of this operation <laughs> It really is. And we, uh, yeah, we appreciate you very, very much. Um, And, well, I feel like we're really going back to our roots with this week's theme because. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What did you choose, Renee? And I'm I'm being very particular in saying what did you choose and not Mm -hmm. me because what what did you choose, bud? I chose alphas and omegas. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to assume that it's because you had a particular book in mind. I sure did. I really, really did. Mm. I can't wait to explain what I read to you. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you that uh, I followed the rules. Okay. But barely. (laughs) Oh, good. I love it. I love it. So, 
<clears throat> Let me tell you about the little gem that I read this week. Um, also, it's funny that you, I had no idea it was our 100th episode because I also, in writing the notes for this week's episode, I have finished another journal. Um, oh, another wow. notebook. Yeah, this is like my third notebook I've crushed in the, <laughs> the five seasons that we've had. <clears throat> so I, I keep all my notes up here. You can't see. I'm tapping my Swiss cheese brain. <laughs> That's why every every episode is a little a little different because <laughs> I cannot relay information well. But I'm excited. What what clear, concise information do you have to share with us? <laughs> I read The Frat Brat by Nico J. Because I was like, oh, my oh alphas? Omegas? You know what those are? Greek oh. words for going to a fraternity. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's clever. See, look at look at you. You're the brains. Thank the brains. you. So I read The Frat Brat, which was uh, came out in 2015. Uh, it's about 80 pages. And uh, I'm going to, instead of doing a, a proper reenactment, I mean, since I blew you all away with my alien voice last episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny. Every time. <laughs> it's funny every time. Fuck. So I'm going to really, you know, just cool it for this episode. I don't want everyone to blow their load too early. Um, and instead, I'm going to read you a little bit of a backstory on this, how this story came to be, which I think is really, uh, really kind of a cool concept, actually. Um, so 2015, fret back, Nico J. Don't know the gender of this individual. <clears throat> so Kyle is a good looking man who is in a fraternity and he is an out gay man and he is accepted by his fraternity for that which is lovely when we most of us think Love about, to see it right when we think about frats most of us are not thinking good things um especially when you're thinking about like white men in frats i know in the past i've been very critical of fraternities and i have had some people of color tell me that um, you know, black fraternities and sororities in the U.S. have a very important history. And so I have checked myself in my sort of painting all frats as sketchy as shit. However, uh, in this case, it's described as a progressive one in the sense that, you know, he's out and people are fine with it. So he is kind of considered a senior in this particular fraternity and they're having a charity car wash and they're competing with the junior frat members to see who can raise the most money. And so some of them are wearing like t wet t-shirts to like entice the girls. Some of them are just like full on topless and they're washing cars and girls like from the sorority and from campus are like, hee hee hee, love this, so hot. But meanwhile, Kyle only has eyes for a guy they call Dice. So Dice is a Japanese exchange student, Japanese American, <clears throat> uh, exchange student um and he is beautiful and according to kyle he has like his nipples are pierced but they're bars and i don't know why he's obsessed with the bars in particular but anyways so he sees in this car wash because he's can see he's like oh my god i thought he was hot before and now he's got nipple bars like yum, 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 love him but i don't want to shit where i eat you know like he's in the mm -hmm. he's in i love that everyone accepts me and stuff but like he's in the fraternity as well and it just seems weird so they are 
but um, Dice is one of the junior members of the sorority, sorry, the fraternity, and the junior members win by uh, making more money at the car wash. So they always have this friendly competition every year, and the losers have to get punished in some way by the winning team. And in the past, they did like humiliation things, like you had to, you know, walk down campus in a thong, or you had to like do different things. And the junior fraternity people are like, you know what? We could do some cruel humiliation things. I, right in my mind as a Canadian, I went right to like Kenny versus Benny. <laughs> oh my God. And like their level <laughs> of like punishment for each other. Um, if you don't know Kenny versus Benny, Google it, people. It is a Canadian iconic TV show that's extremely fucked up in retrospect. It was fucked up at the time, but anyways. Um, and, but they actually, the junior fraternity is quite smart. And they're like, actually, we all have like a lot of errands to run, a lot of chores to do, a lot of things to get caught up on. So what we've decided to do is that your punishment is that each one of you will be assigned to one of us for four hours on Saturday to do whatever the fuck we want you to do. So really like a task rabbit situation, like assemble my Ikea furniture, pick up my laundry, da 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 da. And they're like, well, uh -huh. you know, that's not the worst punishment in the world. I got to scrub some floors, do some laundry, whatever it is, what it is. So as the week is going on leading up to the next Saturday when they're going to be slaves, essentially, um, <clears throat> Kyle is still, uh, you know, doing what he do, <clears throat> which is being a stereotype of an extremely promiscuous gay man. And so he's going to all these random anonymous hookups at the gym, at the club, here and there. And then one night he goes out with his friend, they go clubbing, and they both hook up with some dudes in the back alley, because hashtag classy, and they come back and um, they're come and he's like, you know, don't take the train all the way home, just come sleep at the frat with me. And he walks in the house with his friend and Dice sees them and looks really like startled. And he's like, oh, sorry, were you sleeping? And he's like, no, it's fine. And then when he leaves, his friend's like, oh, my God, that dude wants to fucking fuck you. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's straight. He's beautiful. And I get it. And like, I hit on him all the time. And he just thinks like everyone else that it's just like a joke because like I'm hitting on a straight guy. And he, his friend's like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, Kyle this dude wants to fuck you and he's probably like upset that you took somebody home and he's like i feel like you're reading way too fucking much into this like okay so he goes to bed wakes up the next day again you know they interact with each other at the frat house and he's always kind of like teasing him and flirting with him and stuff and like giving him a little wink uh but getting nothing in return meanwhile Dice is a beautiful fraternity member on a campus. So he's going on dates with ladies. He's having a time. Then Saturday rolls around, Renee, and um, he gets a note slipped under his door in the morning saying, uh, be back in your room, freshly showered, ready to go at 2 p.m. on the dot. And then he looks at everyone else's room and everyone else has gotten their assignment for what their slave duty situation is. And he's like, okay. I gotta do whatever I gotta do. And he's like, but I gotta wash up first. Like, am I getting taken out on it? Like, is someone, you know, is it one of those things where they're like, oh yeah, my slave duty is I want you to take this ugly girl out on a date or take my sister out on a date or take my grandmother out to eat some soup and crackers. Like, why the fuck do I gotta get dressed up if I'm doing chores? But okay. Comes out of the shower, Renee. Comes back to his room. 
Susan's chair just sitting there with a note. And he looks at the note, and the note says, look under the chair, you'll find a blindfold, put it on, sit in the chair, shut the fuck up, and you will get your next instructions. Well, we all know where this is going. Door 100%. opens. Yeah, door opens. Dice walks in. He hears his voice. He's like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, am I going to get the shit kicked out of me? Like, what is happening? And um, instead, <clears throat> Dice confesses that he has a crush on Kyle. That he doesn't think he's gay, but he's never been attracted to a man before. But he's very attracted to him. And I've never had sex with a man before, so will you show me the ropes? And um, then they blow each other and then cuddle in bed and then say, let's make up for lost time. And then Aww. Dice says, yeah, I was really put out when you brought that guy home the other night. And he was like, that was my friend. That I was not going to fuck that dude. And he's like, well, every time I see you go out on dates, I always get really jealous. And that's when I knew that I liked you. And he was just like, well, I only have eyes for you now, baby. The end. Aw, happily ever after. Filthy and yet a happy, happy, happily, woo, happily ever after. So those are the best kind. Honestly. So like. It was a cliched storyline. It wasn't necessarily like the strongest writing in the world, but like in terms of the dialogue was a bit cheesy and like him hitting on him was a bit much, but I like, it wasn't garbage. It wasn't terribly written. Um, there was legit spice. Like when they were blowing each other and stuff, it was like hot. And he was like showing him how and like how to do it right. And like all this stuff and like asking him what he was into. So it was very consensual um and yeah i didn't i didn't hate it i guess it was a fun little read so i'm giving it five out of five for spice because it was legit spicy like absolutely mm. uh and in terms of accoutrement well it kind of writes itself right we've got a little blindfold situation um that they were both very into they were into being blindfolded they were into watching each other um and uh that was my Response to Alpha and Omega, which was frat bat, or the, yeah, the frat bat. <laughs> the frat brat. By it doesn't really roll off the tongue, no. does it? <laughs> and also the way I said frat bat made it sound like I was like, bat! Like, um, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> kind of love that more, but doesn't fit for this <laughs> weirdly laszlo is not a part of this book and that's honestly its biggest shortcoming um <laughs> tucson arizona <laughs> in new york city <laughs> um okay renee i'm ready <clears throat> we're only you were less than 15 minutes into this thing but blow our fucking tits off renee tell us what did you read this week because you told me it might be the weirdest book you've ever read on the show. So tell me. Yeah. Well, mine was also incredibly cliched. No, it was not at all. Um, mine's called His Perfect Pair. And it's by an author called Dickie Fitz. And I have... <laughs> I'm already in! I'm already in! <laughs> I've never heard of this author and I could find nothing about them either on the internet. They don't even have author profiles on Goodreads or Amazon in any country. So Jesus. living for it. I'm living for this. Okay. Oh, so the author dedication just says, I'm still not sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> so there are three characters in this book. First, we meet Camden. Camden is a shut-in, but he's a coder, and he's a very famous coder. Um, and he does programming and stuff for security companies, and he just loves to be at home. He hates living in the house. Um, he doesn't do it if he doesn't have to. Um, he's a man of, like, simple pleasures. He just likes coffee, chips, nice pair of socks. Like, that's just what he's about. Um, he loves it so much that, like, he actually doesn't even wear clothes when he's at home. He just wears boxers and socks, and that's how he lives his life. Um, but he's he's kind of, you know, in addition to spending his time... Um, coding for security companies um and also like embezzling money little by little because he has plans to kind of like become very very rich and then flee to aruba okay um he kind of feels like he's spending his whole life looking for the perfect pair of socks and he spends so much time thinking about socks that he actually is on like sock subreddits and you know just he posts pictures of his socks every single day being like, you know, I like these socks. Here's my rating for the socks. Kind of like what we do with the show. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but he, it just kind of, that's what he does every day. So one day he's working, he's doing his programming. <clears throat> he's posted his, his sock photo and he's getting his cup of coffee and just like remarking to himself about how life is good. Like life is good. You know, pretty soon he'll have enough money to go. And, um, you know, he's just comfortable and, and feeling good. But he gets to his computer and then a pop up appears on his screen, which he's a little concerned about because he has so many security things attached to his like everything because that's what he works in. Right. Is security. So he's like, how on earth did I get a pop up? The pop up just says your perfect pair guaranteed. And he's like, what? And so he's like, guaranteed? I don't know. And so he closes the pop-up and then he heads over to like Google or whatever. And he starts Googling this pop-up to see like what the deal is. And he's finding these websites and these reviews and they're all legit. And he's like, okay. All right, these people did get their perfect pair of socks, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up because the first pair is free. And so he fills out this questionnaire, and it's things about like, do you like long walks on the beach? Do you like them with or without your socks on, and like that kind of stuff. And so he completes the questionnaire and says, "Congratulations. Um, the best pair of socks for someone with your discerning tastes is white crew boot socks. First pair is free. So it says, click here." So he clicks on it and he fills out the form to get his free pair of socks. Our next character is Lefty. So Lefty is also a coder and he finally breaks through Camden's security defenses. And the reason is that he's, they're trying to steal his codes so that they, that he can become rich and then also flee the country and live on them on that money with his partner, Righty. Now, Righty and Lefty have been together since high school. They're best friends, but then they turned into more. It was during one of their makeout sessions in high school that they both shifted for the first time. They shifted into 
They a shipped, matching pair of they socks. They shipped it into fucking socks, didn't they? God damn it, Renee! They shifted into a matching pair of socks. So they are a matching pair. They are made for each other. Um, and <laughs> so they are omegas. And because they're omegas, they have talked about trying to find an alpha to wear them because that's what omegas do, right? But they don't want an alpha. They want to be independent together on their own, <clears throat> which is a large reason why they're trying to steal Camden's money and Camden's code, right? They want to sell the code so they can be wealthy for the rest of their lives. Um, so they've finally cracked the code. They've finally gotten in, but they're like, how do we get into his house um, to get this code off his computer, right? Um, which is why they created the pop-up and the websites and all of that stuff so that they could get into his house as a pair of socks. So they <laughs> discover that he only has a P.O. box. <laughs> and so they mail themselves to him. And um, <laughs> so they mail themselves to him and he has to go to the post office and he's pissed about it because he hates leaving the house. Um, but when he sees his socks have arrived, he's really excited. So he rushes home and he's like, well, I'm not putting my 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 dirty feet into these perfect socks. So I'm going to have a shower. So he has a shower. And meanwhile, the socks are like in the open box, just like, holy shit, this dude is so fucking hot. Oh, my God. And they're freaking out. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, what ends up happening is after he's had a shower, he puts the socks on and he's like, these are the best fucking socks I've ever worn in my life. And he's walking around his apartment and he's like, holy shit, these are great. I love them. These are great socks. And um, then he um, he he starts smelling um, somebody in heat uh, because this is an alpha and omega world, right? He's an alpha. And so what we realize is it's actually the socks that are in heat. Um <laughs> And so he gets turned on because he's an alpha, right? That's what happens. Um, and so he decides he's going to masturbate and he hops on his bed and the socks are freaking out. They're like, holy shit, that, like this really hot guy is, is wanking it. And so they're getting all turned on because like they're on feet right now and they're just like, holy shit, this is this is so hot. Because the, the whole like the entrance of the sock is basically their buttholes, right? So he's, they've got foot feet in their in their buttholes right now and they're just loving it but they still have a job to do so he's he's whacking it and they're um it's called they're linting which is basically <laughs> coming in the sock um so they're linting all over his feet and loving it but then he does something crazy he takes one of the socks off and he comes in the sock and they're like, who comes in a sock? Holy shit. Freaking out. But he has to go again. So he comes in the other sock. So finally he goes to sleep. Socks have been thrown off. They get up. They get the code. That's that. Okay. Flash forward six weeks later. Righty and lefty are just puking their guts out. Because they're fucking pregnant, Julie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have little baby ankle socks. Oh, just wait. Just wait. 
Um, so they are pregnant and they're like, shit. But they decide that they have a very frank discussion about like, you know, you could have an abortion. It's okay. And they're like, no, I really want to do this. I want to have babies. So they both are pregnant. Seven months later. Okay. Seven months later, Camden is in Aruba. He clocked all his money out. Um, you know, he, he was sure he was going to get caught, but um, it got blamed on a security guard. So he was caught free. He left. He's living in Aruba, like sipping, you know, coconut cocktails by the beach. Then he notices a couple pregnant Omegas walking hand in hand, very obviously in love, walking down the beach. And he's like really attracted to pregnant Omegas as alphas are, right? Because they want to be protectors and stuff. And then righty and lefty notice Camden. They're like, one second. And one of them like bursts into tears, but the other one's like, Hey Camden, I think we need to talk. And so he, they explain him the situation and, um, he's like, okay, yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. We're all together now. So they, they form a polyamorous throuple. Then in the epilogue, they're giving birth and, um, Camden's there and they, have um their little babies um one of them has triplets and then later when they finally get to go home um they're like admiring the babies in uh in their little crib and they're like i don't know if i one of them's like i don't think i ever want to do this again um but then one of them turns into a little pink frilly ankle sock and they're like he's so cute so they like cradle the little sock and they're like love you mama, mama, mama. and then they decide they're gonna have more babies because they're fucking rich as hell right so they can have as many babies as they want um and that was my story wow how long was this fucking thing 30 pages it was great it was so well written and like really fucking it was incredibly well written um it was <laughs> this book uh, had everything it fucking had everything i loved it i loved it the sex scene was hilarious and that's what i'm going to read to you um but i want to also read to you the praise for the author is it? it's really funny so the first one is i thought i banned you from a moderator um <laughs> another one is not this shit again from Dixon Hines. And then this other one says, what is wrong with you from anonymous? <laughs> I, I fucking love this. And he has other books similar to this one about mantis. Um, oh, one about a dumpster daddy, dumpster diving daddy, which I, I'm like, I'm going to read more. I'm going to read more from this guy. It's hilarious. And I don't know how I, came across this i know people have sent it to me after i already had it in my library to read um not that i'm trying to be like you know i fucking found it first i don't mean that i just mean that the people know what i like and <laughs> they, i they nailed it they they nailed I, it yeah yeah and it's really like i know i had it in my kindle unlimited to read and then it kind of fell off my radar and the people were like but have you seen this and i was like holy shit yes so when you're like, what are we going to do? I was like, wait, I got to, I got to know what this, if I could do this. And I did. And I did it. And I loved it. Um, so that's that, I guess. 10 out of 10. Cause it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> this, it had so many sock puns. Like I, I didn't even know you can make this many sock puns. Um, 
and it's so earnest. Like I can't, <laughs> it's, it's so earnest. I loved it. I loved this book. I like, I laughed my butt off. It was hilarious. Um, so I'm just gonna, just gonna okay. So neither the, these socks lefty and righty have only ever made love as humans. They've never, they've never had a foot inside of them. Um, and one of them feels like if that happens, like then I'll be used. And, um, you know, they, they just, they don't want that. So they're going, they're going to put feet in each other. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. But I don't want to be used. I don't want you to be used. I sniffled against my maid, clutching him with kisses as soft as 86% cotton spandex blend. It hurts me that you think I would be used after someone wore me. I'd be happy to let you wear me, even just once, Lefty said, kissing me back. Though we were the same, I swore his cotton was softer than my own. I... I didn't. I don't. I stopped, not knowing what to say. Let's do it. No more alphas. We don't need them. We get worn once, lay on the floor, then grab his files and go. Are you sure? I can't let someone random wear me, not my first. Lefty... I want you to wear me. Stretch me over your foot and fill me. Worst case, he'll think I'm used and not wear us. Lefty blinked and nuzzled into my neck. Shift for me, he whispered, and I melted into my cotton spandex and secret 1% rayon on my mother's side blend. I groaned as my cotton took over, shrinking into the soft and thick whiteness of my form. He rested me over his slender chest, stroking my fibers with his delicate fingers. They may have moved like spiders, but like this, they felt more like butterflies. He slid his fingers into the neck of my cuff, starting with two as he slid inside and rubbed through the leg of me, the furthest we ever went in all our years together, towing that forbidden line. Towing is spelled T-O-E-I-N-G. Sure, we'd had sex as humans almost every day. Socks were different, though. He went a little further, slipping a third finger and uh, scrunching the leg of me up as he delved deeper, each stroke taking me all the way to the heel, and I knew that if if it went any further, there'd be no going back. Is this okay? Lefty continued his gentle assault, pushing into the fuzziest, untouched depths of me until he curled my cuff down ever so gently, preparing me to slide over his perfectly sized foot. Yeah, I spoke to him through our mind's link. He wanted to take his time with me, gently stretching me as he sat up and poised me over the end of his foot. You still want me to? I whimpered and gasped. Yes, Lefty, please. I couldn't stand it. The delicious stretch. The emptiness I felt. It was all too much. I needed more and his toes penetrated my leg. He slid in with effortless care and grace like he practiced this just for me a thousand times. Lefty let his toes curl, drawing me over his ankle and over his calf to wrap him snugly. I transcended several planes of existence in that moment, experiencing pure nirvana. Lefty! Fuck righty, you fit so good. You're so warm and perfect for me, he said, his toes curling. And I looked up to see the towering hardness that he held for me, twitching with desperation. You're going to. You feel good, righty, he moaned drunkenly, wriggling his toes before swinging his hips off the side of the bed, and I couldn't believe what he was doing next. Reaching for one of his boots, he was going to put me in. 
I groaned with ecstasy. I never knew that having my entire being wrapped in serving its true purpose could make me feel so fucking good. He pulled the tongue of the boot and loosened the laces for me, starting easily with just his toe, slipping in as he carefully held the back to make sure I didn't stretch, wrinkle, or twist. Locked inside the warm leather prison, he jerked the tongue and tied the laces, restraining me in impossible tightness, so lewd, full, and uh, and all it would take was for him to dress and leave the house, wearing me in public for all to see, his foot buried to calf in his sock, six seconds from making toe jam a thing. I already needed to explain the fuzzies inside of me. Then, as if we, uh, as if it were enough, he pulled his boot free and gently slid me from his foot with such care and smoothed me down on the bed. I could barely tell he wore me, but I knew I needed to wear him next. I shifted over Lefty and kissed him with a desperate hunger until he caught what I wanted. After this, I think we'll be ready for that alpha to wear us. What do you think? Lefty hummed into my mouth. So that's, um, (laughs) that's sock love. (laughs) Wow. I loved it. Not in a million fucking years could I have predicted that that's what you were going to read today. Or ever. Yeah, no, neither, neither could I, neither could I. It was, it was a delight. I'll say that it was a delight. It was delightful. Loved it. Ten out of ten. Um, you know what? No accoutrements. Period. I mean, men, you want to, you want to come in your socks? Then you need to step up and be fathers. Okay. (laughs) Lord. Okay. Well. Uh, I have a, just a short little thing that I'm going to read today, only because I think it's a really cool idea and I've never seen it anywhere else. So I want to just read you uh, some context behind my book. Um, okay. Kind of a behind the scenes, if you will. So Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. And also a cool idea that, who knows, maybe in future seasons we might pull out here on Ravage Love. You let us know, listeners. So... <clears throat> This story, so the frat brat, this story was written as part of the 2015 Love is an Open Road promotion sponsored by the Goodreads M2M Romance Group. The M2M Romance Group invited members to choose a photo and pen a letter asking for a short M2M romance story inspired by the image. Authors from the group were encouraged to select the letter and then write an original tale about it. So the letter that inspired my book says, dear author, I am taking, taking part of a punishment. Scratch that. I'm being forced in this punishment. We, the seniors, placed a bet with the juniors of our fraternity to see who could raise the most money. Guess who lost? Now, each senior is placed in a separate room where our supposed punishment will happen. Walking into my assigned room, I noticed two unusual things a blindfold, and a note that says, sit down and put the blindfold on. Signed, your secret admirer. I don't like three ways or more ways. I try not to get too far into bondage, but I'm not against it if you think that is where the author sees the story going. But I'm more of a sap, happy ending kind of a reader. Signed, S.N. Cat. And then, as a result... Nico made this particular story based on that and the picture, which go to our Instagram to see the cover. Um, it's a basically kind of a stock photo of like a guy in his like early twenties, jacked, 
kind of looks a bit twinkish, if you will. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, based on that story or that photo and that letter, Nico created that um, the story. Oh, I've never that's se- really interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never heard of that before. And I've definitely never read a book on the podcast that I'm aware of had a similar um, approach. But I thought, what a what a great way to like, yeah, build the connection between your readers and writers and also like provide some inspo for some writers who might be, you know, have the itch to write something but don't really know how to start. Like, what a prompt. You know, yeah, here's someone's fantasy based on a single solitary photo. My next thought was imagine being the dude in that photo who just took these stock photos <laughs> <laughs> and had no you know clue what? where they would end up. They knew they knew what was coming. Yeah. You think so? They knew. I think so. I think if you put your face in a stock photo, like there's a good chance you're going to end up on like a sock romance book. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a roll of the dice. That's, that's the risk you take. That's what you sign up for. I'm sorry. Like, you know, that's part of the journey, right? It's a lot of fun. I think I, I would never put my face in a stock photo because I'm a woman and that just, mm. yeah, no, I've, I've already had to experience. What is that? Like, um, where people send your photo around and then they get other people to come on it at tributes. Oh, yeah. No. I, yeah. That. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I don't. I don't need my face out there for a stock photo. No, I mean, I just now if if people want a signed photo of my face, um, that's fifty dollars USD plus shipping. <laughs> um, and you can do what you want with it; it's your property <laughs> at that point. See, look at you wheeling and dealing, just being realistic. You're being realistic. You know what? I just I, I don't want to deny folks. Um, <laughs> If Renee's your jam, but, she'll she'll let but you don't, scratch that itch. But don't be gr- yeah. Don't, don't be take gr- my don't intellectual property. Yeah, just don't be gross about it. We do there's, draw the line here on the show, you know. There's a there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. Yeah, and, um, I'm 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 a, I'm a I'm a I'm a mother, and I need to support my family. <laughs> so <laughs> don't don't take my picture off the internet. Come on it, please. Thank um, you so much. Thank you. <laughs> that's so funny well maybe one time here on the show we'll have um prompts for people right maybe we'll see we'll see if people send us some prompts and we'll write some stories for you but in the meantime i was grateful to have the opportunity to read this particular one um and uh neither of us hated our books this week or the way they were written so that you know that's that's something it's definitely something. And what a way to um, roll into the holidays. Well, that's exactly it. Because, friends, before we depart today, we need to let you know what's coming up next week and for the next few weeks. And it's holidays. Naughty Noel. It's Naughty Noel, <laughs> bitches. So all for the next, the rest of 2023, we are bringing you episodes that are related to the holidays. Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's Eve. You got it. We got to give it to you. As I'm sure you know, even if you are not remotely or just a cursory listener to or reader of romance, you know there are 8 million goddamn books about mm-hmm. Christmas. So we're going to find you some gems. Going to give you some earnest stuff, some fucked up stuff. You know, the I'm, huge. I'm only, I'm only bringing the noise. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> I'm not reading Amish things. I'm not oh, reading. You're like, lost. You're lost. City girl meets country boy. None of that. No, 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 no. Maybe city orc meets country wizard. I don't know. Um, but I will be doing my Hallmark movies because I'm itching to cry it out. Um, and you know what? I think I, I even the worst Hallmark movies make me cry. The worst, the bottom of the barrel. Like I saw one, it was like, oh, surprise, I'm actually your sister, like at the very end. And I still was like, I fucking hate this movie. Like I hated it, but they still got me. So And see, that is what that is what I find so funny about our friendship is that I can read that cheesy stuff, no problem. No problem, not at all. I cannot watch it on tell. I can't watch cheesiness in films i get such vicarious embarrassment i cannot deal with it can't do it it's just nice and predictable i think and that's why it's like safe watch same thing with horror movies right it's like safe anxiety you know but like with cringy hallmark movies it's like so predictable you know what's gonna happen um so much so that there's like hallmark movie bingo right Mm -hmm. and it's just it's the worst it's the worst the only thing i hate about hallmark movies is when they bamboozle me with a secret santa it's like ah, he was santa all along it's like santa would never you're not good enough for him okay 100 dj or whatever yeah anyway <laughs> chad <laughs> a- no that fucking girl from full house is in all of them oh my god yes it's true <sighs> Uh, and she is isn't she the like hardcore religious chick now too? Oh yeah. DJ oh, Tanner yeah. went straight Jesus. So much so, yeah. I don't love her, um, but fuck, I love the Hallmark movie. So that'll be coming. Um, so I guess if I had to delete a lot of people that I didn't know on Instagram um, <laughs> just because of a breach, there was a breach. Um, <laughs> so if you. <laughs> Want to follow along with my Hallmark movies? I don't. I don't think I'll post them on Ravage Love. So you send me a message and be like, "Hey, I want to see your Hallmark curation." Then I'll <laughs> I'll let you follow me. I'm not saying that like I'm important. I'm not. I have a hundred followers now. Like that's it. I'm not important. I just have to cover my butt, guys. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. If you and I and I did have people say like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I fucked up." And I was like, "I don't." I was like, "No, I just don't know who you are." And they, they'd explain it to me. So just be like, "Hey, I listen to your show." I want to see your Hallmark reels, and I'll 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 do I'll do that. So, do it, yeah. y'all. Do it. Renee's Instagram is worth the follow for sure. Just just for the Hallmark movies. It, it's so you know you can you can watch along. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like a sing along, love fun. <laughs> well, get ready, folks, because if you love a Hallmark movie, follow Renee on on Insta and also listen. But if you love a Christmas romance, then you, oh my God, buckle up because we got some, we got some great stuff coming up for you before, uh, before the end of the year. And then we take a little bit of a break and then we come back at you. So keep joining us. Thanks for listening. 100 episodes. 100 episodes on Joshua's birthday. We love you. The best. Thank you for doing this for free. We couldn't do it without you. Truly the backbone of this operation. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, Want to sing us out? I sure do. <coughs> Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. 
artwork for this show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com.